If you say B2B marketing, you're definitely gonna think of lead generation. However, before this talk, like Jacob, you told me, lead generation doesn't work anymore. Why do you think so? Well, I think that uh, if we really believe that we can generate sales through a two weeks or four week campaign, I think this is uh, an over expectation, so to say, Ex especially in the fields of enterprise marketing, because I hope we can discuss this topic today. Um, so I think especially in this field that typically takes very long to from the start to end of the deal, uh, this would not be a realistic uh, to have a lead uh, landed uh, within such a short period of time. That definitely makes sense. Like um, I have been working in B2B marketing for, uh, for some time right now. And it's exactly as you said, like no one would ever, hey, like I saw this ad, I like this company. Let's um, uh, let's go on and just buy buy the product. Like it takes uh, you, they have to go through the funnel, and especially for BTB, it's it can take two, three, six months. In uh, in some businesses, it takes like up to one or two years. Uh, a quick introduction: We are uh, here today in Warsaw for the second time. Thank you, Jakub, uh, uh, for uh, for hosting us in uh, Clipatize. Jakub Libuda, you are the CEO of um, uh, the 360, you, uh, you how you described, uh, described it as digital agency for, for B2B. What do you do? How do you help your clients? Dalao, thank you so much again uh, for being with us another time. I do appreciate it. Uh, you're always welcome in Warsaw. Uh, indeed, my name is Jakub Libuda. I'm the co-funding partner of Clipatize. Uh, we like to speak about ourselves as a one-stop shop for B2B marketing. We are in fact a 360 digital marketing agency, so we work with our clients in the fields of B2B and high-tech, so clients that offer quite complex and sophisticated products from various verticals like IT, uh, health, uh, manufacturing, uh, or large industry. And we help those clients explain what they do, we help them bring their products to the market, and obviously stimulate demand, generate demand. And lead generation is a part of those activities, mm -hmm. but uh, we believe that uh, a bit more needs to be done rather than um, just launching a lead generation campaign. Obviously, there is a, an exception to every rule. Sometimes those things happen and they are successful, but I think that this takes more um, effort and this is what we try to do at Clipatize. Great, so and what we're speaking about today is what, what is called uh, account-based marketing and um, uh, I wouldn't say it's a new concept it already has been uh, here uh, for some time maybe we were not naming it that way but sure it has been there for for decades uh, for decades actually um, so again I'm, I'm a b2b company and I want to start targeting those uh, enterprise deals how can I start First, you need to understand very well what your audience needs and you need to have a solution for that. If you're a product company, you probably need to have a product that was developed following some kind of discussion with the clients or maybe your market insight. So once you have the product, you need to, especially in this enterprise sector, you need to be able to manifest that you actually can, can solve the problem that they have. So you need to have kind of credibility and often, you know, marketers call this type of credibility brand. Yeah? So you need to have, people need to understand who you are as a brand, what you're offering. And then obviously once you, you have this foundation of trust, um, then you need to um, reach out and uh, reach out and basically get in touch or start interacting 
with the audience. In enterprise marketing, I think this is highly sophisticated because there are multiple touch points. There is the offline world that is still very, very big in enterprise marketing. And there is the digital world that actually, you know, was started to grow a couple of years ago. It, it's, you know, caught some more speed during the pandemic. Now it's very significant in, in the process. So there are multiple touch points online and offline and also multiple personas because in enterprises um, decisions are made uh, through a long period of time because the, the solutions are quite complex so you know uh, the needs need to be identified really well and then there is a kind of a buying committee because there are stakeholders mm -hmm. from many departments so I think uh, all this needs to be taken into account and uh, when planning your, your marketing strategy um, so, so I think it's it's worth remembering about various personas you need to address in your communication. Mm -hmm. That's that's a very actually um, a good start. We identifying the personas that you are going to target, and then identifying what are the challenges and how are you solving it. The next steps I would assume would be how to reach out to those uh, personas. So how can you achieve that? Well, uh, you know, the simplest answer is you need to meet your clients where they are. Mm -hmm. And they would be multiple places. Uh, they would be on social media. Uh, LinkedIn would definitely be uh, an important channel. This is what we discussed last time. But they will also be uh, elsewhere. They would be online reading, uh, you know, some online portals uh, from various publishers. Uh, they would be, you know, maybe spending their free time uh, browsing Instagram or maybe reading about anything they love to do mm -hmm. uh, when they are not working. And all those places are opportunities for us. Uh, obviously, LinkedIn, as I said, is a, is a solid channel. It allows us to target by, uh, by the role in the company, by position seniority, maybe even by account name. Mm -hmm. But obviously, there are other channels we, we should remember about. Uh, we can use third-party email providers uh, so there are companies that manage those kind of databases they can do mailing for you often publishers that publish on a specific topic they are recognized expert in some field and they just publish articles so all the let's say newspapers that went online at some at, at some point or magazines but also there are um, quite sophisticated uh, marketing and ad tech uh, solutions that are being developed currently uh, for example uh, b2b programmatic advertising yeah which is really solid, uh, so based on cookies that are collected by those operators so of um, data management platforms, you can reach out to your audience. And then you can reach out even in the you know, magazines about sports they read after work. So it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be necessarily a professional channel. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you approach them or maybe even push them through this buying journey? Like I assume that you have um, uh, so just from, from, from the awareness to the consideration and so on. So um, how do you go for each touch point? How do you change your strategy and your, uh, your approach to push them through? If you imagine someone that is not aware yet of the pains or, or the solutions to, that uh, they might be there, it's more about edu educational work, not related so much uh, to the product. And obviously we go into the stage of, uh, of consideration, maybe referring 
to some you know to the activities of, of, of competitors I think this is a, a, a great tactic and then it's about more about the specific product and functionalities how it works you know what is the purchase model what is the total cost of ownership and so on and so forth so I think there are many very many stages and um, and you know some people call it funnel some people call it journey uh, I would remember about multiple touch points online and offline the main thing here is like how do you differentiate between account-based marketing and your work as like as like general marketing? Like, what what do you see as a difference here? Uh, well, ABM itself, although you know, again, it's kind of a buzzword and a hype now. It's also a, a marketing strategy that is focused on addressing the audience that you kind of pre-qualify. Mm -hmm before you start reaching out, mm -hmm. opposed to lead generation that would be, you know, getting, a, let's say, a net and fishing with a net, catching as many as we can, mm -hmm. then obviously complaining on the quality of those leads, and maybe staying with two or three that are relevant. So mm -hmm. I think it's, it's better to twist this process and focus, let's say, build a list of accounts you want to work with at the very beginning, understand them well, speak with the sales team, uh, speak with the post-sales team as well to understand who are the, those specific accounts? What are the people on board of those companies? We can check it through LinkedIn and collect as much information as we can and then present a very tailored offer. Obviously, this is, this is uh, economically viable only in the case of quite big deals. Uh, in those specific situations, you can have so-called one-to-one one, uh, one approach so you can structure your marketing uh, activities, marketing content specifically for one specific account that you mm -hmm. want to win because maybe winning this account, you know, is one year uh, operations for you. Um, or you can have one to one to few. So mm -hmm. you can focus on two or three that are key and work uh, on delivering a meaningful message to those. Mm -hmm. But you can also have one to many. Mm -hmm. So you can have something that is more grand, uh, uh, but uh, you address a bigger audience with the same message. Mm -hmm. And also, I think it, it needs to be said that mm, I, I would never go into, let's say, very kind of definite solutions. We either do this or that. I think if we look at, uh, at lead generation and account-based marketing, I think this is kind of a spectrum of activities we can do. We can, we can either just have campaigns generating leads mm -hmm. without any focus on our brand, any focus on the education, just picking up the ones that are interested to purchase right now. Mm -hmm. And then there would be this approach that we have just working on the brand, our expert positioning, trying to build, you know, a good, let's say, liaison with those accounts. I think it's, you know, either of, uh, neither of those solutions would be the right one to, mm -hmm. to, to go with. Mm -hmm. I think I would mix it, you know, I would build a, build a plan that, that both has those tactical approaches that help us to build the con uh, our contact base maybe newsletter base, I wouldn't call it a lead base, but mm -hmm. something like, um, you know, connections with those accounts. And I would also work heavily on positioning um, the company, the brand as a, as a leader, as a thought leader. Mm -hmm. Like, I think one thing that you mentioned, which uh, would uh, differentiate account-based marketing, which is as working with pre-qualified leads. Mm -hmm. So, like, how, how, what is your approach to, to do this pre-qualification? I think this is something that is, uh, although it seems like a new thing, it's not a new thing at all. Uh, sales teams have been doing that for a long time, uh, at least I hope. So I imagine a process where there is a sales director or a VP sales, and this, uh, this person together with the team would be defining 
what type of clients, either by kind of criteria, the size, location, and maybe vertical, or maybe even by the specific name, what type of accounts we'd like to land within the next year. And then um, if we speak about the specific names, this is the situation as ideal. It's actually a classic example of the ABM approach. We would build a list of those companies. So it's, this is the list of accounts. Then we would also extend our database by understanding what are the personas, specific people on the side of the specific account. Mm -hmm. What is the name and the first name and last name? What is the specific position? What is the job description? This is the information that we can get from the sales team or we can build together with the sales team. So mm -hmm. there is a, some effort um, uh, done in terms of collating this list by the marketing team. There is a huge input by the sales team. It's also kind of, you know, definition of expectations by the sales team. What type of accounts we hope the marketing can help us win mm -hmm. within the next year. If the, if the sales team can give a list of 100 or 50 or, I don't know, 1,000 leads, for the marketing, it will, it will be much easier to, uh, to target advertising, for example, or to, to craft content. And then there would also be the post-sales team, mm -hmm. yeah? the people that actually work on customer success. They are in touch with, with the client once the product is already sold. They have massive uh, amount of, of insight in terms of, you know, how to work with these people on the side of our account, uh, you know, what they feel good about, what they feel bad about, what they need in terms of, you know, product uh, features and so on. So I think if we collate, collate this uh, information uh, to get working together in those three teams, uh, then we can have really relevant marketing strategy designed. Like I think one, one misconception here can be that when we, when we say it's the one-to-one -one approach, for example, like what, someone will think, hey, like, okay, I'm going to find one person from that company and this is, I'm going to do a whole marketing campaign for one person. But what you mentioned is, no, you're one-on-one while speaking about, about one company, but it's not one person. That one company is a, a lot of decision makers within, uh, within this company, which you need to identify and approach. Exactly. I think that, you know, in the, this is also the difference between small and medium uh, businesses marketing and enterprise marketing. Mm -hmm. In SMBs, you would very often just uh, connect with one person. So it would be there, there would be a CEO or general manager making the decision or maybe like a specific VP just making the decision on their own. Maybe there would be an additional, you know, influencer of the decision or a person that they are consulting this decision with. But in terms of enterprise marketing, the buying committee is much, it's much bigger. Uh, so you need to take into account that there are multiple people there mm -hmm. and uh, often with different interests and uh, contradictory goals. Mm -hmm. how, how, do you, how do you approach this, this group of people, especially that they are in different routes? So you are, you are speaking uh, to someone from finance, you are speaking to someone from marketing, someone from, from, from IT, and you are creating one campaign, again, still one-to-one, -one. you have one campaign for that company, but the target audience within this company is quite diverse. Like, how do you structure your campaign, and like, what kind of what kind of activities do you, do yeah. you do there? I think that you know, obviously, this is a quite a costly endeavor if you can afford it. If let's say if the if the price uh, for your all efforts is is high enough, then you just need to have different let's say different messaging, different messaging, different key messages, different content strategy for each of those specific people. Mm. Or maybe if your budget is limited, you just pick the two ones that are most, uh, let's say, most important in the process. And then uh, once you have the content strategy designed, you would focus on targeting. Mm -hmm. So you might have a different set of going into technicalities, you know, ad creatives, uh, 
um, for each of those personas and you would have two uh, ad sets uh, running simultaneously one for example targeting CFO and the other targeting CIO mm -hmm. or, or CTO. Mm -hmm. When it's come to like to to the team itself like so definitely this is this is a marketing operation yeah you are definitely cooperating with the sales mm -hmm. and the post sales uh, a lot but when we are structuring this within the marketing team what are the key the key roles there? Hmm. This is a this is a good question. I think it's um, when we speak about ABM. I think uh, ideally we should start by uh, speaking about analytics mm -hmm. because obviously we have digital channels, we have offline channels. It's difficult to um, it's difficult. It's I mean in mar marketing it's difficult to attribute the success. In, in business, it's difficult to attribute the success of marketing in the sales yes. process. Yes. And specifically, if you go into enterprise and we have multiple stakeholders and we have multiple channels and some of those are on, uh, offline, it's difficult so, to, to say if we succeeded or not. So I think I would definitely form a committee or, um, co composed of the sales team and marketing and the post-sales team. And mm -hmm. obviously, this would probably mostly be coordinated by, by the marketing people mm -hmm. to really understand what are our what's what's the array of our activities of the marketing nature and sales nature maybe post sales communication and try to put it into let's say one spreadsheet like one one report see how every channel was impacting our audience and then try to understand if this is in any way reflected in the business results mm -hmm. So this is more CRM mm -hmm. related data. Obviously, it's difficult to you know have a very uh, clear report on that um, after a week or or a month of activities. If your sales process is longer than that, if your mm -hmm. sales process is one year, you will have the full feasibility after after the whole year. Mm -hmm. But at least uh, by engaging the sales team in the process, you will be able to interpret the data that you get uh, from the analytics. But also, you will be able to inspire the sales team uh, by telling them what was best resonating with the audience you would be able to inspire the sales team how to best structure their pitch or what kind of messaging was you know uh, ringing in the head of the mm -hmm. clients what they liked mm -hmm. what they engaged with mm -hmm. uh, with so then when the sales team goes into the field they can already you know they can speak the similar language because they seek from data what was working uh, with the audience mm -hmm. So I think this is uh, this is key here. Yeah, definitely. But I, I still want to go back to to the marketing team because, mm -hmm. like, what, like, I'm sure there are many activities that that are involved within within the, AP, uh, the APM. So, like, are we gonna need we gonna need content? We gonna need um, uh, performance marketing? We gonna uh, like what 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 are the other categories that we gonna need to perform this whole this whole uh, activity? Yeah. Again, uh, coming back to what I said, uh, meet meet they uh, meet them what they are when they uh -huh. where they are. So I think there there is you know plenty of of channels and tactics you can use. Definitely, I would consider uh, digital channels, mm -hmm. uh, and I think I would go mostly for uh, for advertising. I mean, okay. anything that is organic, it's okay. I mean, it can show your expertise. But let's say if you have a blog post on your website, I would rather see it as a content for the validation check mm -hmm. i mean if someone already thinks that you as a brand have something valuable to often uh, offer they would go to your website and read the blog just to see you know how professional uh, professional uh, you are in terms of uh, you know in terms of running your business including mm -hmm. marketing yeah mm -hmm. this is a good sign 
but then I would also use other channels, digital marketing, and you have multiple channels. And obviously LinkedIn is key, but I would say uh, Facebook is not, uh, not worth either uh, as a remarketing tool. It's very affordable, especially if you are able to collect, uh, you know, remarketing data cookies and, and uh, if you can launch your uh, Facebook pixel, I think this is good. And, and, and although, you know, people, I know many clients don't like to hear that, they still kind of deep inside them, they wouldn't be able to agree. Those kind of, you know, consumer channels like Instagram mm -hmm. can play a solid role. Yeah. Yeah. Even in enterprise marketing, if you are selling, you know, hardcore servers or sophisticated medical devices, when we go back to uh, uh, go back home after work, we we are you know we be, exactly. we, we 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 are using consumer channels, so those channels would be relevant. Mm -hmm. um, there you know there are there are tactics that are more related to brand rather than performance, like search engine optimization. Uh, this is although it doesn't feel like uh, you can really you know land a hundred thousand uh, dollars deal through a, a you know a search engine uh, for, for some mm -hmm. search engine marketing mm, I, I think that uh, if you start investing in those you will be perceived as the owner of those specific keywords mm -hmm. and naturally brand uh, clients will will see um, you as a vendor mm -hmm. you mentioned like right now there are many many tools that can help you with your uh, account based uh, marketing is there any any specific tool that you would recommend like to just to help you go through this process which can which can be uh, complicated I think that enterprise marketing is the last area of digital marketing uh, that uh, remain that is not changed yet fully okay. I mean the evolution happens it started a couple of years ago and the technology is there the brands are still not uh, let's say not proficient enough mm -hmm. uh, or not all of those are using those, uh, not using all the potential that they uh, that they could. Uh, but definitely, this is changing, and and there are I would say that you know there are pro uh, product categories like uh, software categories, for example, like ABM uh, software, which exists as a category. There are multiple vendors mm -hmm. like I don't know, Marketo, Aloqua, you know, Demand Base. I don't want to you know put any preference on any of those because I think all of those solutions are are pretty great and. They're not so easy to operate. I mean, you need to have some uh, some foundation of knowledge to start rolling out campaigns mm -hmm. or interpreting data with those. But definitely, you can you can use those. I would be for you know even starting with an Excel spreadsheet to understand the results that you get from multiple channels. Because if you try to you know kind of assess the data yourself without any recommendations by the software, you just understand it better. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you can uh, uh, you know there. Those um, tools that help you, and um, you know, check the search, uh, the searches by specific brands. Uh, Bombora is one of those, for example. Um, we use also Albacross to to check the visitors uh, that land on on either our website or the website of our clients. It's not like you know this sole uh, single uh, data would would be a strong insight for the sales team to pick up the, the phone and call them, but it, together with all other data that we collect, it can give you a better understanding. So I think I would go for either, you know, those big solutions like ABM software or pick, you know, a couple of small ones that, uh, that helps you, uh, you know, to collect more insights. There is, you know, there are tools like email scrapping tools like um, Scrap.io, for example, or um, I mean, plenty of those yeah. really. Uh, and th this way you can actually, you know, uh, you can actually formulate the email address 
of your potential clients so that you can reach out to this person yeah and speaking speaking of uh, of data uh, what would be the main the main metrics that you that you are always looking for or KPIs that you are looking at now this is a great question I think that you know uh, it's good to have a lot of data uh, obviously you know there's problem in analyzing interpreting all of that I mean you can show the number of specific you know uh, specific uh, of a specific metric but what does it mean so uh, so I, I definitely in the enterprise marketing I would not overestimate uh, classic uh, media metrics or classic advertising metrics like uh, you know number of uh, cost per click uh, or uh, or cost uh, cost per cost cpm and so on they are not so uh, so important i think we should aggregate the information that we have to see what kind of influence we have on a specific brand and you know if we can interpret uh, if we can understand any if we can read any buying signals out of all the interactions that they have with our brand mm -hmm. rather than just focusing on the cost per click mm -hmm. this is uh, this is for the uh, because th this is uh, this is important for a number of reasons one is that uh, you have multiple stakeholders mm -hmm. in your organization so even if you have you know one lead generated with a specific persona you still have four or three other personas you need to address yeah. this is this is uh, one and the second thing I think that in enterprise marketing your audience is not so big. Mm -hmm. It's probably not so big. It's probably, I don't know, uh, 20 or 50 or 1,000. It's not like in consumer marketing that you would have hundreds of thousands of yes. people. So even if your you know, cost per lead is two cents uh, more expensive than, uh, than you would expect, it's probably not such a great expense at all. So mm -hmm. I would focus rather on the influence that you have. I would focus on the relevance of content because, you know, when in, I like to say that in, in consumer marketing, there is this category called performance marketing. You try to get as much as you can from digital advertising. Well, I think that performance marketing in enterprise marketing is rather the relevance of content. Uh -huh. You can win through performance within your work by delivering the relevant message, mm -hmm. the message that is seen as valuable to mm -hmm. a specific audience. Mm -hmm. Before we wrap this up, like, what are some of the common mistakes that you see uh, marketers doing when approaching enterprise marketing? I think this is, you know, uh, we are deeply rooted in uh, the desire of having uh, our results fast, sales mm -hmm. results. This is often a push uh, by the, from the management that doesn't maybe understand uh, the every detail of digital marketing. And this is also, I think, the legacy of those last five, ten years of uh, inbound marketing and content marketing that works amazingly well. Uh, for SMB or the marketing that is done for software as a service uh, providers. So um, situations where you have just one decision maker or two decision makers and uh, there is, you know, now we have major departure from this focus on leads. We rather focus on accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, We don't focus so much. We shouldn't focus so much on the quantity of leads, rather the quality mm -hmm. of the leads we have. And also it's about being a bit more humble. You know, we don't, we, we shouldn't assume that we can actually create pipeline. Okay. If we, if we are having a sales process of 14 months and our campaign is six weeks, how can we say that we will generate any pipeline? Mm -hmm. We can rather believe and then we can do a great job there by influencing it. Yeah? Mm -hmm. we, can try to, we can try to help the sales team to, you know, to, to build a fertile ground for their operations, maybe you know, uh, decrease some kind of fear factors on the, on the other side. Mm, so I, I think this is, this is key, yeah? mm -hmm. that we, 
that we are uh, plan our marketing endeavors. That that has been amazing. Is there anything else that we missed? Uh, people often think that they can solve their solutions by applying software. I think you know software is great. Obviously, it can automate a number of things. It can help us do things faster and maybe you know reach to specific audiences. Without it, we wouldn't be able to. Uh, but I think that key is. Is the strategy? I mean, understanding what we are trying to win. It's like you know the proper proper brief for an agency. You know what 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 kind of problem we are trying to solve. Who is the audience we are addressing? What they what they know about about this problem about about us, and uh, and where those people are. I think those are always the underlying questions. If we can do this brief properly together with the sales team, then we can build a consensus. And we can have better results uh, in terms of you know stimulating the pipeline as marketers, the sales pipeline. Mm -hmm. Like I, I definitely agree. Like this is definitely like the important element here, which defining your goal and building the strategy and sticking to the strategy, which is many times is is quite um, it's challenging, especially when you don't see results right away. Like at the end of the month, hey, give me this this month report, even at the end of the quarter, and actually you are getting less results than the previous quarter and now you have pressure okay like we need we need more leads we need more more business and then you start uh, to to lose focus on the strategy that you built um, a few months ago which gotta give you fruits but you just need to be patient that's number one number two you need to communicate that to your colleagues and to management and to manage the expectation and show like yes we're gonna get the results and these are the results that we're gonna achieve but we need to wait for it Exactly. Uh, I, I very much agree uh, with that. I think that, um, you know, although some people think that the number of leads is a business metric, it can also be become a vanity metric. Mm -hmm. uh, the situation is often the, that, you know, we start running some marketing activities, lead focus, leads are not coming in. So what do we do? We kind of broaden targeting. Yeah. So we reach out a broader audience, okay, they start flowing in, but then we try to validate them, qualify after, with a phone call after they are generated. No one even knows that they clicked any kind of form or they just downloaded an ebook. They don't expect a sales call at this moment. So, so I think if we, if we allow ourselves to depart from that and focus on rather on influencing our audience and measuring how we influence all the personas on the side of our client or our clients, then we can be more effective. Mm -hmm. Agree. Uh, Jakob, thank you very much for uh, hosting us here uh, in, uh, in Warsaw. Thank you so and, much, Leo. Uh, hopefully to see you soon uh, in Prague. Thank you so much. Thank you.